Broadcasting from Boston, Massachusetts, the Smart Cities podcast is the only podcast dedicated to all things smart cities. The podcast is the creation of ARC Advisory Group's Smart City Practice. ARC advises leading companies, municipalities, and governments on technology trends and market dynamics that affect their business and quality of life in their cities. To engage further, please like and share our podcast or reach out directly on Twitter at Smart City Viewpoints or on our website at www.arcweb.com backslash industries backslash smart dash cities. Welcome again to another episode of the Smart City Podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by my colleague and friend, Craig Resnick. Welcome, Craig. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, Craig, you've had a, a long career in the world of industrial automation. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you got your star and how you found your way to ARC Advisory Group? <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, that's a, that's a, unfortunately, as you can tell by my uh, gray hairs, that, that, that started a little while ago, like in the 1980s. Believe it or not, I was an electrical engineering student at a college called Northeastern University in, in Boston. And what happened is, is that we have, it's a co-op school, so you, it's a five-year five program. And they said, you know, there's this, have you ever heard of process control? And I'm like, what does that mean? And uh, they referred me to a company that at the time was known as the Foxborough Company. And uh, I went and uh, started my career with the Foxborough Company as a, as a, as, as a co-op student. And then I uh, had uh, stayed after graduation and uh, worked my way there doing uh, process control and DCS systems and marketing and project management. And uh, then from uh, there, I went off to, said, let me uh, try the PLC world. So I went off to Siemens, who was a product manager for, uh, for, uh, for PLCs in North America for, for Siemens. And uh, then I worked my way and uh, was, I was, it turned out that I was utilizing services from this company called ARC. And, uh, you know, buying, you know, both for process control, both for uh, discrete <coughs> control, for PLCs, DCSs. And uh, then the opportunity uh, came uh, about the year, about 1999 to come over and say, you know, can you take a lot of that experience you had in the, in the DCS side of the world and the PLC side of the world and, and bring that to ARC? So I started in 1999 and, I, and to this day I still cover a lot of the, you know, the major automation suppliers. And what's also interesting is another aspect of what we do at ARC is many of the financial companies that cover the uh, the, the major automation suppliers uh, that are publicly held uh, utilize ARC and uh, buy our studies and, and want some help. So uh, we not only support the, um, the, the the major automation suppliers, but we also support many of the uh, financial companies that are uh, making those buy, sell, and hold decisions, which, which we do not influence, but uh, they certainly look at our research and they, they make those decisions for themselves. Great. So um, as um, can you describe the breadth of the automation market you know what markets really do you cover for those of us who are not not so well versed in okay. the in the industry you know from automation you know we, we kind of look at things in, in, in three different buckets there's what we call also the street bucket which is things like aerospace and aeronautics and automotive where things mainly are made with a lot of material handling a lot of on off type of control a lot of sensing parts putting things together 
So um, those would be kind of the discrete industries, which uh, ARC mm -hmm. certainly has a lot of strength and, and experience in. Then what we move is to they're called the hybrid industries, which is really food and beverage, uh, pharmaceutical, life science, uh, fine chemical, which is really a combination of, let's say, that on-off control or when you're actually doing some process control itself. We're actually measuring things like temperatures, levels, you know, flows, for example, and that's temperatures. And that's when you're actually applying a lot of control solutions. And when you're making food or pharmaceuticals, beverages, really, it's really a combination of, of both. Then we move into the process area, which is things from oil and gas and chemical and pulp and paper. What you're doing, you know, it's the, the, the automation itself is all really geared towards, towards, towards managing these processes. So the, the, the thing that ARC really has is... You know, if you kind of look at the portfolio of analysts we have, all of us come from either the automation side of the business selling or coming up with control solutions, or we actually come from the industry itself where we hire engineers who actually help you know, make cars or make airplanes or refine oil mm -hmm. or, or do you know, pharmaceutical manufacturing. So it kind of brings that whole breadth to the, the to the portfolio, so we can we can collaborate and leverage a lot of that that background to help our uh, help our customers in all those areas. So, what are the challenges to the industry today? I think the challenge is is, is the continuous you know change because you know you know change is something that sometimes causes a certain amount of, of resistance for people they're you know they're not comfortable we've, we've done things for so long in a certain way and now we're asking people to to make a change or to you know kind of change from the from workflows work behaviors the kind of knowledge they have the kind of expertise they have so that really becomes you know a major challenge at the same time the other thing the big challenge the industry has is there's been an awful lot of retirements. You know, in, in the workforce, people have left the workforce. You've had people with that 25, 30, 35 year experience that are, that are now gone. And they're being replaced by people that have, you know, I'd say great technology backgrounds in the respect they're very comfortable, you know, with, you know, using handheld devices and, and, and using tablets and iPhones and even using some of the devices like for augmented reality and virtual reality and headsets. Some of them, I, I, I kid you not, you know, they're hiring people that are like expert gaming, you know, people that have expertise in gaming. Very, right. The problem is they know more about Fortnite than they necessarily do about refining oil. Uh, so the question is is now you have to bring them into the to the fold and say how do you kind of take that you know the, the the use of a lot of the technology that you're using in your personal life and how can you now use it to apply to your work life which now makes it more interesting for people to take a career for example in manufacturing and processing and maybe see see ways where they can use the tools and technologies they're comfortable with and now apply it to become very very productive employees and, and have a long and a meaningful career so we're, we're kind of going through that transition right now that, that that's very insightful and, and frankly you foreshadowed my next question which which really is you know what technologies do you see on the horizon in terms of perhaps IoT edge computing uh, AI may may well capture some of that legacy gray hair knowledge right. uh, can you touch on some of those yeah I'm, I mean the, the thing that's the thing with AI is you know companies have been using software called historian software for for many many years they've been capturing you know terabytes of of data for a long time. The problem is they haven't really leveraged it, they haven't really done a lot with it. 
what AI does is it's able to kind of tap into that reservoir of information and and, and put it in a, in a form where now you can now say, based on all the different history and scenarios, we can now make some decisions going forward. Now, what we find is we don't expect AI to completely take the place of, you know, of, of requiring humans and control systems. What we find it to do is to really provide a lot of advice and guidance. And the way I would probably look at the AI is to say, you know, you're driving in an area you're very familiar with. AI might give you some information like on a GPS to say how you should drive. Sometimes that information is things that you will use your judgment and use and say, this is, this is the way I want to go. And other times you might say, you know, I'm not necessarily, I think it's, you know, I appreciate the guidance, but I think there's an area here where I know better. So you're using AI as like a way to help you do your job better, but at the same time, it still requires the human inter interaction to kind of make some different decisions. So it provides advice and guidance for a lot of the users, but at the, at the, end, at the end result, we're, you know, it still requires, a, there's a certain amount of human intervention that's still going to be required. So the, the, the future for AI is extremely bright, but we don't think it's going to be something where it's going to now eliminate the need to have the human intervention as, as part of the... Part no, of the I, I agree. In fact, if I could boil it down to one word, I like the concept of a co-pilot right. uh, exactly. that, that helps you uh, along the way. Um, it's, it's also something not to be fearful of because it really, in all likelihood, will come in an incremental yeah. manner. It will be a, a co-pilot on one particular mm -hmm. function then perhaps a group of functions called an application. Right. And then it, it will grow as you trust it, as it gets smarter, mm -hmm. as it starts documenting your own information. Mm -hmm. um, well, Craig, we're, we're, we're here at the uh, 27th annual ARC annual mm -hmm. forum. Right. Um, are you enjoying yourself today? It's awesome. Yeah, I, it's, it's awesome because what I find is it's, it's, it's to see the newer companies, the newer technologies, to see some of the startups, to see where we've actually seen where we see some seed funding and venture capital investment and seeing some of these companies that are you know, sprouting out, seeing some of the disruptive technologies that we're now beginning to see in the space. So what it really does is it, it just shows that the level of interest in automation, how essential it is for companies to, to grow and compete in the future and the essential tools that it brings to the workers to kind of be there, you know, like, like you would say, the co-pilot. And it's almost like having your own avatar, for example, to kind of help you do your job. And the ability to say, you know, now I can put on a headset, for example, with, you know, maybe with augmented reality. And now that I'm looking at, you know, any sort of asset on the factory floor, it's giving me the step-by-step -step instructions as far as what is this asset, what does it do, how do I now do my job and provide me with the right workflow? And guess what? I'm now, a, I'm now being a productive worker on, on an asset that maybe I've had very little experience or no experience with. But I'm now feel, I feel good about myself because I've been able to be productive. The company feels good because I've been able to certainly you know, produce based on, you know, based on my role. So, I mean, it's, I can tell you, you know, certainly I think I've been coming to this forum since, since uh, the year 2000. And, uh, and I'd say that certainly it continues to grow with, uh, with excitement. Certainly attendance continues to, continues to grow. New technology, you know, new, new blood, new people, new entrants. 
So it's a really exciting time, and uh, and thankfully we're back to live events because this this forum doesn't do virtual event does not do justice. For Agreed. This. What what, I, what I'm fascinated by is ARC's embrace of those cutting edge te- technologies, whether whether it be mm-hmm. whether it be edge devices or IoT or AI or a host of, mm-hmm. of different things. Um, it's not that I'm just impressed or Craig Resnick is impressed, but I'm seeing it in the millennials and the young professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a diverse audience here that's coming that we did not have a few years ago. Ab- absolutely. There was, there, there, it wasn't too many years ago that I would say that, you know, I was probably of the average age of the, of the attendees <laughs> of the ARC forum. Uh, and I'm glad that I'm now getting uh, maybe a little more on the senior side <laughs> of the age that's coming to the forum because this, and, 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 you, and you feel good because these are the people you really enjoy working with and kind of con- conveying that knowledge of what you know from the past and then taking that knowledge, applying it, letting, letting it work with the technologies of today and it's a win-win situation because now you can take that history and now using the tools and because the tools we're doing, you know, the, the computing tools are things that you know can compute far better, faster than a human can. So you take advantage of the computing tools when they when the, when computing is better from a machine rather than a human but then there's that decision making and now the ability to process that information so now you're just making the human that much smarter and that's what I, I'll tell you that that's what I find great is I I, I always want to make whatever whatever you do and whether it be as, as an analyst at ARC or whatever you do in life you want to always have the be able to make the decision based on having the best facts and we're having all those great facts Really helps us, you know, feel feel good about our jobs, making our companies more productive, and you know, and we're seeing it in the in the bottom line because, you know, I spend a lot of time, you know, with a say with a financial analyst, and they're saying, you know, when we're going into a recession, and it's you know, we're, it's it's you know, you're getting nervous, and I'm like, you know. I don't get that sense. You look at this forum. There's no, there's no sense of there's a recession. There's no sense of downturn. Like the companies are, are continuing to to add roles. They're continuing to make to make smart investments. Investments. The the return on investment on these investments is is extremely proven and in, in, in short. So you know this is this is a, a great time. You you come here. You don't you don't feel like the, there's any gloom and doom in the economy. I can't think of a better way to end our podcast than with those comments from Craig Resnick, uh, Vice President here at ARC Group, ARC Advisory Group. Thank you very much, Craig, for joining us today. Thanks and we'll look looking forward to seeing you on another episode of the Smart City Podcast. Absolutely. Can't wait to, can't wait to come back, Jim. All right. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks so much. Craig. Broadcasting from Boston, Massachusetts, the Smart Cities Podcast is the only podcast dedicated to all things smart cities. The podcast is the creation of ARC Advisory Group's Smart City Practice. ARC advises leading companies, municipalities, and governments on technology trends and market dynamics that affect their business and quality of life in their cities. To engage further, please like and share our podcast or reach out directly on Twitter at Smart City Viewpoints or on our website at www.arcweb.com backslash industries backslash smart dash cities. Thank you.